Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians. Welcome to the podcast where math is figureoutable. I'm Pam Harris. And I'm Kim Montague. And you're listening to a Math Strat Chat episode. What's Math Strat Chat? Well, every Wednesday evening, I throw out a math problem on social media, and people from around the world chat about the strategies they use. We love to see everyone's thinking. This Wednesday, our math problem was four and a third divided by eight. How would you solve this problem? Go ahead and pause the podcast and solve the problem any way you want. It was four and a third divided by eight. Solve it, and then come on back to hear how Pam and I solved it. All right, Kim, I want to hear your thinking. Okay. So I saw the divided by eight and I thought I'm going to scale down because I don't think it'll be a lot of mental effort. <laughs> so Scale down. Scale you down. Mean, you mean like you're going to think of it like a, a fraction and then yep. find an equivalent fraction where you're yep. scaling down. Okay. So okay. I actually drew a ratio table and I wrote four and a third uh, in the first entry, kind of on the top of my ratio table, and I divided by eight on the bottom. So my first first entry in my ratio table says four and a third uh, bar line, whatever, eight. Uh-huh. And then in the next entry, I cut those in half. And so I wrote two and a sixth divided by four. Because half of four and one third is mm-hmm. two and one sixth. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. So then I scaled down again by two, and I wrote one and one twelfth. Divided by two. Uh-huh. And I also kind of at that point stopped and said, okay, wait, one and a twelfth is the same as 13 twelfths. So kind of right above that, I wrote 13 twelfths. Mm-hmm. And then I knew I wanted to scale down one more time. So I was going to cut that the 13 twelfths in half. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, oh, half of 13. But but then I didn't love that what that was going to do and leave me with a fraction in the numerator. Um which is okay, but I didn't really want to. So I thought about 13 twelfths cut in half would be 13 twenty-fourths. So that was my cool. final answer. Cool. And, 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 and that's your final answer, 13 twenty-fourths, because then yep. it's 13 twenty-fourths divided by one. Yep. Yep. At 13 twenty-fourths divided by one. Woo! That's why you were finding an equivalent fraction yes. the whole time, because you yep. wanted to find a fraction where you ended up with something divided by one. Correct. Cool. And yeah. I'll just note that when you got to 13 twelfths divided by two, I actually did think you were going to go 13 divided by two and get six and a half twelfths, which is also equivalent to your 13 twenty fourths, mm-hmm. right? But you mm-hmm. didn't want, you were like, nah, that's weird. And so instead you divided the 
the denominator, but uh, yeah, totally that nice equivalence. Cool. Nice partitive, nice partitive approach. So I've been playing with this quotative approach um, for a reason. And I wanted to give a shout out to Julie Dixon uh, at at the stroke of luck on Twitter at the stroke of luck, Julie Dixon uh, for giving the problem actually from last week. Um, I'm not exactly sure where I was. I think I might've been at the Florida state conference last year when uh, she gave the problem. I I believe it was four and one third divided by eight. And she, or is that the problem we're doing today? That's that's the problem we're doing today. That's today. Three and a third divided by four. Yeah, I think it was three and a third divided by four. And and when she gave that problem, um, it, it got me really thinking about uh, this idea of when beginning fraction division learners are, if we help them think about this fair sharing context, that it can really help students think about the meaning of fractions. So. In a problem, if we are really, if we're doing this fair sharing thing, then we get to some, uh, we, we deal with a lot of unit fractions and and the definition of fractions being if we cut something into a certain number of equal pieces, then it is that kind of fraction. So if we cut something into four equal pieces, then it's, then each share is one fourth. We get that kind of, that kind of piece. And so that sort of plays out here, I think, again. So for uh, the way I was thinking about four and one third divided by eight is if I've got four and a third, four and one third brownies, and I'm sharing it with eight people, well, I'm just going to share those four brownies first. Mm -hmm. So, Hey, there's eight of us. We're sharing four brownies. Each of us get one half and we've dealt with all four of the whole brownies. Now I have one third of a brownie and here's where this definition of fractions comes in. Like, what does it mean to take one third of something and divide it into eight chunks what does that mean? And kids have to really think about taking that unit fraction of one third. And if I cut that, if I share that evenly um, eight times, what kind of a piece do I get? And I would get um, one twenty-fourth. Mm-hmm. And and how kids reason about that by, by maybe looking at the whole. And if I look at just the one third out of that whole and I cut that one third into eight pieces. Well, then I've got to cut each of the third into eight pieces. How many total pieces would we have? We'd have 24. And so what's one of those pieces called? It's called one twenty-fourth. That that, in other words, using division of fractions can help students actually understand fractions. So it, it could be a beginning fraction task for students, even though our standards might say that we're going to do division of fractions much later, we can use division of fractions younger to help students actually understand fractions. And yeah. so I think, I think that's kind of a brilliant thing. Very uh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, last week I decided to, this week I decided to scale down. Mm. Um, and last week I think it was when I scaled up, but I was just looking at the problem again and realizing that had I scaled up this time on a ratio table, I could have gotten from four and a third divided by eight pretty quickly to so an equivalent. And, and when you say scale down, scale up, you really mean finding an equivalent fraction by scaling the numerator and the denominator up or yes. down. Yeah. yeah. And so you're saying if you would have scaled the numerator and denominator by something up instead of down, what yes. would you go? Oh, yes. if I would have done times three, then ah. four and a third would become 13 and eight would become 24. And very quickly bam. we would have gotten to the 1324. And bam, you're at 1324. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Very so cool. uh, super strategy. And mathematicians often play with different relationships and then uh, look at numbers and let those numbers dictate what they do. But yeah. like uh, you told me long ago, you might choose a strategy that's super good um, 
but then play with relationships and find one that's even better. Yeah. Nice, nice mathematical reasoning. Good job. All right, friends. We can't wait to see your math strategy. And uh, we'd love to know if it was like one of ours or something different. Represent your thinking and take a picture of your work and then tell the world on social media. And while you're there, check out what other people did and comment on their thinking. Yeah, and tag me on Twitter at, at PW Harris or Instagram Pam Harris underscore math. And on Facebook, look for Math is Figure Outable and use the hashtag MathStratChat. And make sure you check out the next Math Strat Chat problem that we'll post every Wednesday around 7 p.m. Central Time. And pop back here to hear how we're thinking about the problem. Y'all, we love having you as part of the Math is Figureoutable movement. Let's keep spreading the word that math is figureoutable. Thank you for listening and making math more figureoutable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figureoutable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.